Hey everyone, so welcome to the new and improved Pure Skin Talk. We are going to be doing things a little bit different now because not only is the sound better, but I just want to improve this podcast in every way possible. So I'm going to be adding some new segments and I just thought it would be more fun to not just educate you guys about skincare, but I thought it'd be fun to show you some or tell you rather the really fun and bizarre things that people will do to have better skin. So I was going to add a new segment from like straight from the news and just tell you some funny things that people do to their skin, rather scary things that people do to their skin. So here we go. We're going to have some fun on Pure Skin Talk. I hope you guys enjoy this new podcast. All right. So if you don't already, make sure that you follow me on social media. I am everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, trying to build on TikTok at PureSkinOC. And of course, I still have my website, PureSkinOC.com. And that is just where you can find everything. My online store, more information about my podcast. If you are local to me, I am in Orange County, California. You can visit me personally. You can come get a treatment from me. And on my website, you can see all the services that I offer. And you can book an appointment online as well. And if you are not local to me, but you are interested in getting some skincare help from me, then you can sign up for my skincare coaching and we can talk all about your skin and we can get your skin on track with some skincare products. So skincare coaching, sign up. It's inexpensive to get started and you get to try it all, all the samples. I send you out an entire routine from top to bottom. So you get to try everything and find out how your skin likes it before you commit to buying anything, which I think is a great way to you know, really figure out what your skin needs and likes before you spend all this money on new products. I think that's important because everybody's skin is different. And what your skin likes and what your friend's skin likes could very well be different. So I think that's a great way to get started. So pureskinoc.com. And then of course, giving this podcast, especially this new and improved podcast, five stars is really helpful. So I would appreciate if you could just hop on over and write a review, give it five stars. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So today we are going to talk about at-home tools because so many people are buying these products and some are good, some are not. Some promise false hopes and dreams, and I just want to tell you and be really honest about the ones that are going to work and the ones that are not going to work, the ones that I think you should spend money on, the ones that I don't think you should spend money on, because there's a lot of false advertising out there, and there are some that are actually just going to damage the skin, and I don't want you guys to do that. Um, I think it's really important that we, you know, I, I want this podcast to be a place that everybody can come and 
know that I'm going to give you the honest truth about what skincare is good for you, what ingredients are good for you, and what uh, tools that you can use for your skin that are going to be good for you. Yes, I'm a business. Yes, I have to make money, but I'm still always going to be honest with you because I don't want you damaging your skin. Even if it means that you would have to come to me and spend more money, I'm still, (laughs) that's just never my goal. I don't want you guys to ruin your skin. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really excited about it because I do think it's a really important topic. So here we go. All right, so now I'm going to read you some things that I found online. Oh, gosh. Some things that people did to their skin that I'm pretty sure they instantly regretted, but they're kind of funny. And listen, the this is what we can do. I mean, if you don't learn from other people's mistakes, this is what you're going to end up doing to your skin. You know, they always say history repeats itself, you know? This is why you have to learn from other people so that you don't do it to yourself. But these are pretty funny. Scary, but they're kind of funny too. Okay, here's the first one. When I was in college, I used to buy those cheap sewing kits and use the needles to pop my pimples. I'd stand in front of the mirror, stab the zit, then swab some rubbing alcohol over my bleeding face because my friend said it dried the pimples faster. I basically just destroyed my skin. Oh my gosh, you guys. Of course she destroyed her skin. So, so bad. Here's another one. In middle school, so that's junior high. For some people, that's 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. For me, it was just 7th and 8th grade, but oh my gosh. I used to boil a pot of water mixed with boric acid the stuff that kills cockroaches, and steam my face with it for 30 minutes at a time. My grandpa told me it would help my acne, but it just burned my skin. Oh, grandpa. I mean, listen, he meant well, but maybe don't listen to grandpa on what you should do to to help your acne. Oh, gosh. Okay, here's another one. One time, this one's not so bad. One time, I rubbed lotion all over my body and then put plastic wrap around myself like a mummy and then rolled myself into a heated blanket on the floor. I mean, I just wish... There's no way social media wasn't around at this time because I feel like this would have been recorded, right? Definitely would have been on TikTok. I cranked it up to the highest setting and cooked for an hour hoping my skin would get super soft, like in a spa. It didn't. (laughs) No, it wouldn't. But that's really funny. I mean, it sounds really relaxing though, right? Okay, this is the last one. And I mean, I've posted about this specifically many times on my social media because this actually still happens today. And I just... Oh, we just, we got to stop this. I don't know what we need to do, but this this one really has to stop. This do-it-yourself has to stop. Okay, one time I squeezed five lemons in a bowl, mixed it with baking soda, and put it all over my face for 20 minutes until my skin 
burned. Oh my gosh, the 20 minutes is what kills me. I mean, the lemon and the baking soda are so bad, but 20 minutes, like estheticians don't leave chemicals chemical acids, acids on the face for 20 minutes. Like, we, like that's incredible. It was basically just acid at that point and definitely didn't fix my skin. No, it probably, like the fact that she didn't get third degree burns is incredible. But oh my gosh, I, I would like to see an after picture of after 20 minutes, what her face looked like, or even the day after. That was incredible. But yeah, it definitely didn't fix her skin. And you know, when you do stuff like that, you know that you can actually change your skin. So you just really don't want to mess with stuff like that. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed those things and hopefully learn not to do that stuff. Anyways, that was really fun. Okay, so let's get started and let's talk about at-home devices, at-home tools, whatever you call want to call them. And let's talk about whether they're good for you, good for your skin, and whether or not you should uh, get on it and get one or not. Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is microcurrent. This is one that I am for. It is a great tool to use at home because this is something that has to be used quite frequently to get results. So because you have to use it so often, it you can use it professionally. Estheticians definitely have it. And they have stronger ones, but you still have to go in quite often to see them. And so not everybody can do that. So being able to use it at home is, you know, really more efficient. And I actually do sell one. And it's really awesome because it works with an app. And you can just sit and watch TV. You can read a book, whatever, while it's like sitting on your face, you know, because it comes with masks or you can do it by your hand while you're, while it works with an app and, you know, watching TV, whatever. Super easy to use, but you do have to use it a few times a week until you get your desired results. And then you can go into maintenance mode, but it does have to be used consistently and correctly to get amazing results. Now, it does not replace a facelift, but maybe it can push it back a few years, which is really great. So it works to stimulate muscles in the face. The current will contract and strengthen weak muscles that have atrophied with age. So it's really great if you get Botox. Microcurrent, is it works together with Botox because remember, Botox freezes the muscles. And so microcurrent will keep those muscles stronger. It's important to remember that microcurrent works on the muscles and not the skin. So won't have much effect on sun damaged or loose skin. And like I said, it's not, it is something that you got to do a lot at the beginning and then you can go into maintenance mode. A lot of people will end up giving up and not keeping up with it, but if you keep up with it and you stay with it, you will love the results. It's really pretty awesome. But I do have it on my website if anybody's interested. And actually, I'm doing a giveaway right now. So follow me on TikTok and you can be part of that giveaway and maybe just win a microcurrent device. Okay, second one is microdermabrasion device. They have these at home for home use, and I absolutely do not recommend this for home use. Too many things can go wrong and send damage 
cannot be reversed. If it's used on certain skin types or on skin issues, they can be made worse. And I think there are just too many factors involved to do this on your own. And this is definitely one device that I that should be left to the professional. Because if you don't know your own skin, your own skin type, your skin condition, if you don't know if it can go over, you know, what's going on with your skin, or maybe you're using it too much, or, uh, you know, sometimes overstimulation with microdermabrasion, because overstimulation with exfoliation can cause hyperpigmentation. It can cause uh, melasma to worsen. These are just issues that you don't want to have to deal with. So just stick to letting a professional take care of that for you. There's just other ways to exfoliate your skin at home that are just safer. So I just wouldn't mess with it at home. It's not worth it. So let's talk about LED light therapy. We're going to talk about blue and red, but let's talk about blue first. So blue LED works to kill bacteria. So this is great for people who have acne, breakouts, whatever. So it can help to prevent and get rid of breakouts. Not all devices are created equal. Some are more powerful than others. And it doesn't work for everyone and every type of breakout. Cystic acne in particular is very difficult to treat because the bacteria is much deeper within the pore. So this tool can be useful and and you really can't damage the skin, you know, thankfully, but it's not the miracle we want and need it to be. Topical spot treatments, I think, really work great. And this is kind of like an extra thing that's going to help kill the acne. Okay. It's just like an extra tool to help. So I wouldn't let it replace like a spot treatment. I would just have it be like an extra tool to use. So let's talk about the red LED therapy too. So this is something that you're definitely not going to see immediate results for. So it's like the microcurrent where you got to keep up with it. Red LED helps circulate and to stimulate collagen. So this is a cumulative treatment, but it's something you that can't hurt your skin. So if you are into it, keep using it. In five, 10 years, you may be happy you started. So you could be using it for a month consistently, but you may you may look at your skin and think I see zero results. That doesn't mean it's not working. Okay, it's kind of like the same times. Some when I say, you know, you could be doing something that's damaging your skin and you don't see it. Unfortunately, this is kind of the same thing. You could be stimulating collagen and not even know it, but down the road, you could be happy that you did it because it's stimulating collagen and kind of creating anti-aging in your skin. So it's not going to hurt you. It is a good thing over time, though. Okay, so let's talk about the derma roller. So this is microneedling at home, and I am strongly against using these at home. This is probably the tool that I am most against um, because I think you can do the most damage 
on your skin with these. The idea that people can just roll away on their face with a tool that has tiny needles is scary to me. Beauty is pain is something we have all heard and or said, but it's not always true. For the most part, it's not true with anything you use at home. Derma rollers are being way overused at home. People might see immediate results, but that could be the inflammation and swelling that causes skin to get puffy, therefore making the skin appear to have smaller pores and less lines. This tool can also cause more hyperpigmentation because it's stimulating the melanin cells. It's also disrupting the skin's protective barrier. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing, and this is a perfect example. In a professional treatment, this is okay to use. Not this tool, not a derma roller, microneedling, microchanneling, that's what I do. It is amazing for the skin. I mean, I highly recommend it. I've said it a million times. I personally believe it is the best anti-aging treatment on the market right now. Unless you're going to do surgery, I can't compete with surgery. But I think it is amazing for the skin when it's done by a professional, a professional who has had the right training and understands the skin and understands what to look for, what to avoid, all those things. It's so important. Another thing to point out with those derma rollers is they cannot be properly cleaned. So you could be spreading bacteria. And it doesn't matter that it's your own skin. You still don't want to spread bacteria within your own skin. So I would absolutely, without a doubt, If you have one in your bathroom right now, throw it away. Get rid of it. Don't give it away. Don't donate it. Don't whatever. Even if you've never used it, get rid of it. Recycle it. I don't know. Whatever can be done with those. I just would not use them. If you sell them because you're part of an MLM, please stop selling them. They're just not good for the skin. I promise you, if they were good for the skin, I would tell you they're just not. Okay, I'll stop on that one. Jade Roller. This tool is a good way to give yourself a facial massage. Jade Stone has been used for centuries in ancient Chinese medicine. And the Gen Stone is said to draw out negative energy and to balance your chi. Besides those two things, is basically is just massaging your face, which is great to increase circulation to bring fresh blood and nutrients to the skin cells. While this is great for the face, you don't actually need a tool to do it. Your hands are good enough. Jade rollers have also been sold as a lymphatic drainage tool to help with puffiness. The roller itself cannot do it. It's a specific way you have to know to drain the face. Now, I'm going to talk about the rose quartz stone because they kind of go hand in hand, and then we'll talk about lymphatic drainage. So the rose quartz stone, just like the jade roller, you need to learn how to do this properly to get results. Using either of these tools the wrong way can cause more puffiness. Now, lymphatic drainage, to do this properly, I'm sure there are lots of videos on YouTube. In fact, I know there are. 
So if you want to use either of these tools or your hands or whatever you want to use, go on YouTube and do it because you actually can get results. You just want to make sure it's super important how you do it and how you massage the face so that you are going in the right direction to make sure that you get rid of puffiness and not add puffiness to your face. Okie dokie. So let's talk about high frequency. I love me some high frequency. This is actually something that I think is fine for you to have at home, especially if you're dealing with acne or blemishes, or even if you're just somebody who gets them, you know, maybe around your cycle, you know, once a month or something. That's fine too. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, this is definitely one of the first devices I purchased when I became an esthetician. They're inexpensive. You can get them on Amazon. And they're painless to use. And, you know, you just, you want to make sure it has the neon, it's like a violet neon light, because that's the one that's going to actually kill the bacteria. It helps to encourage healing. And basically, the oxygen is going to kill the bacteria. It's very simple. And it zaps, and you just do it for a few seconds, because if you do it too much, then it's going to dry out the skin and you don't want to, obviously you don't want to do that. There are different colors, but you want to make sure that it has the violet light because that's one that is going to help with the blemishes. So use that. I recommend it. But just do it once a day because I know, I know how you guys are because I have clients who find something and they love it and they want to do it all day, every day, once a day once a day. Okay. So facial brushes, Clarisonic, all of these. Now we're kind of, I feel like we're on the trend of getting away from these. I mean, I kind of hope so. Clarisonic, they're out of business. But if you, I mean, a lot of people still have them, but facial brushes are still around. Like there's different forms of these. So these brushes should definitely not be used every morning and night. It's definitely way too much, especially if you're using other exfoliating items in your routine, like a scrub or glycolic acid. Too much exfoliation can cause dryness because it allows moisture to leave the cells more easily, leaving you more dehydrated. These brushes should be considered when you think about your exfoliation schedule. When you exfoliate your skin, we call that a form of trauma. That is a good thing, occasionally. Exfoliation causes trauma, which then puts your skin in repair mode and stimulates cellular regeneration. If you over-exfoliate, you, you can trigger premature aging, the opposite of what everyone wants, I would imagine, right? Aggressive exfoliation can cause inflammation, even if you don't see it. Chronic and prolonged inflammation is a major cause of aging and also bad for acne. Any facial brush, harsh washcloths, facial scrubs are considered a physical exfoliant. And if your skin is extremely reactive to stimulation, it's important to be more gentle so that you don't cause post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. 
And those who are prone to discoloration and skin of color should be extra cautious. Sometimes a facial brush is just too much stimulation for your skin and it will cause breakouts. If this is you, don't wait for your skin to get used to it. Stop using it. Everyone is different and it may not work for you. Okay, so the last one we're going to talk about is a facial steamer. Now, I use these in the treatment room, and I think it's really great. I think it's a great way to set the skin up for extractions because it softens the skin and gets the skin ready for extractions. And I have a little trick that makes the skin stay soft during extractions. But using one at home I just don't think it's necessary. And I think for the most part, they're going to be used wrong. And that's actually going to backfire on your skin. And we don't want to do that. I think most people are going to leave their skin dehydrated. And I don't think it's worth it. You know, the shower is going to steam your face. Being in the shower, being in the bathroom after the shower, you're going to have steam from there, from, you know, just from the heat and everything. That's enough. I mean, there just aren't that many benefits outside of, you know, enough to get it. I don't know. I just I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think you need it. I don't think there, it does anything for the skin that I would say, go get one. So I just, I, I would say skip it. I just don't think it's necessary. If for some reason you really, really need one, then reach out and let's talk. And I would maybe help you tell you how to use it, but I just, honestly, I don't think you need it. Um, I, I would I would definitely get good skincare and then you don't need a facial steamer. That's my take on that. All right, so there we go. Those are the at-home tools or devices. Those are the ones I think you should and should not get. Those are definitely my opinions on those devices. Hopefully, I can help you save money and your skin on what's important and what's not. I also hope you have enjoyed the new format of my show. I hope that you have enjoyed the better sound and just better everything of this whole podcast. So like I said at the beginning, please give the podcast five stars. I'd really appreciate it. It really does help it grow and helps me feel good about doing it. So I would appreciate it. And then of course, don't forget to follow me on social media at PeerSkinOC. Thanks guys. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.